0: Price radio Radio jimson ne program you laugh because of you laugh because of you laugh
1: because
0: of you laugh of you laugh you laugh you you laugh you of you you and Anita please sit down, we'll dance later on. So, um, when we are doing Gap no matter what day it is, Monday, Newton is dancing, doing her Gap Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm dancing, doing our Gap you know. And um, Saturday, you're dancing. Saturday, I dance, yes. Yeah.
1: The, out here and... the other
0: day, I, I came to the studio and she's just standing here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How can you... I can't but help she... myself. The music's so good. I just have to break out a little dance. <laughs> Especially the new songs that we have. There's some of them that are just so upbeat. Oh, yeah. There was this... You know the song, Double Addi? Yes. Right? There's Double a remix Addy. that we have that we played. My Saturday show was bumping. Like, I was doing <laughs> the Double Addi here on my own. Dancing and you to know
0: what? I was listening to you um and it was such an entertaining show. I had a meeting with somebody, and I was outside his his office, office. and he could see me, and so he <laughs> And I said, "One minute," because oh I was listening gosh. to you. Oh my uh, gosh! And it was just amazing. So I listened to the whole fifteen minutes, and then I went in.
2: So the show must have been really good, because when you when you know they say, uh, this is part of the training when they tell salespeople who are on the phone, they say, "Put a mirror in front of you and smile," yeah. and you mm-hmm. see how it converts into your of course into your work and the, oh, in yeah. your voice. So if you're dancing it. It shows exactly it shows up in your voice.
0: Exactly. For radio, you have to wear your headsets so that you can hear what you sound like. That's why you wear headsets. That's another reason why you wear headsets. <laughs> so that you know what you sound like.
2: I can see where your headsets are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, only one though. I also want to hear what you are doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Sounds as you cute. can see, Anita is here and Maya is gonna be uh, talking about uh, news stuff, but Anita is gonna be talking about
1: segregated funds. And mutual funds, and and what's the difference? Absolutely, I'll tell you more about (laughs) it.
0: Okay, so let's just go through the news first, very quickly.
1: Okay, so one story that I think we need to talk about is WestJet going on strike, all right? (laughs) So uh, travelers that wanna go this weekend might just be out of luck because they've issued a 72-hour strike notice now. And, you know, the YVR is trying their best to get things organized and make sure that, you know, if, if the fallout happens, that they will be able to help us. Right. But, you know, because of the strike, we might have like either flight cancellations or changes. So that's going to be great. Um, they are going to plan on walking off early Friday. So we're going to hope that they don't do that. But that's what they're saying, that the pilots for WestJet are going to walk off Friday morning.
0: So um, whether it is pilots who go on strike, Mm. nurses who go on strike, teachers who go on strike, bus drivers who go on strike, they always look for a long weekend Mm. so that they can, they all say, we don't want to inconvenience anybody. Yet. (laughs) But we have to do it.
1: Yes,
2: I know. What do you make of it? Well, you know, I am one for collective bargaining, so well, I, I support I am. collective bargaining. Me too, and, and me too.
0: And I think they do it because they know that that's going to annoy hundreds of people and that they are going to be at the doorsteps of all their MLAs and MPs and then something will be done. So this is what we have to resort to get something done. Mm-hmm. I am so saddened by it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But, you know, in order for them to be heard, they have to make it in a way that the it public... It has
2: to inconvenience somebody. Exactly. Yeah. If it doesn't inconvenience anybody, it's not going to have the whole... They lose their bargaining power, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, they, at the moment, have no bargaining power.
2: That's yeah. Well they will soon
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am not too happy about that because uh, knowing us we have places to be you know places to go we need pilots Absolutely. But people to meet places to go oh, we're busy thought, busy ladies
2: I thought West, WestJet was owned by its, uh, its employees staff, Yes. so then
0: like I don't understand <laughs> they are they are fighting with themselves oh sorry oh, oh, my, my, be <laughs> oh my god okay, that is
2: a little confusing though yeah. It is, it is. So definitely. that means ma- they're fighting with their management who are also owners of the... I, I don't know, it's confusing. It is confusing. It's honestly. like
0: Check TV. Check TV is owned by their own employees. Uh, that's Channel 6 from Victoria. Mm-hmm. And they, if they went on strike, they'll be going on strike for themselves. <laughs> for oh my themselves gosh. For themselves.
1: That's crazy.
0: Yes. Okay, so Anita, you're going to be talking about segregated funds and mutual funds and the difference between the, the two of them. Yeah so i think everybody knows yeah but before you do that i think i would like to give our telephone number out oh sure because there are going to be a lot of people who would want to know the difference and why should they be going for mutual funds or segregated funds uh, Anita do i have segregated funds
2: no you don't
1: <laughs> well uh, <laughs> there was a thud <laughs> yeah it did sound like a thud the silence job. was very heavy right there
2: <laughs> why don't i have segregated funds we at some point decided we'd take a little more risk. And I it has see. paid up for you, okay. or paid off for you. Okay. So it's, it's risk-free? Uh, segregated funds are quite protected. Okay. All right. Let's take a short
0: commercial break, come back, and ask Anita. The difference between mutual funds and segregated funds, our telephone numbers are 604-280-1200 and 604 604- Two nine nine eight eight six three. call us to your heart's content. This woman comes very rarely to the studio, and she'll answer <laughs> all the questions.
2: Absolutely.
0: Spice Radio, Radio Ramji, we're a to Dalakuti program, and we're we talking about the difference between mutual funds and segregated funds. First of all, for those who are watching, listening to us uh, for the very first time, because... By the way, do you know how many listeners we get on a daily basis, new ones? No. 10 to 12. Oh, really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, in a month, people join us us. So, um,
2: this is a topic we haven't touched in years now.
0: We haven't. That's, and, and I'm very excited about this because I know a little bit about it and I'm always curious about it. So, you ke both of samjhaiye. The the word mutual fund funds means ki bahut company a unke unmei aap paise apne jama karri ho mm-hmm. Hange or pe saving kar rahe ho Segregated funds sounds like a
2: little no no it's actually not yeah, like that achha, okay. but segregated is You see when in 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 the financial world when you say segregated it means ohi cheez ho sakte hai lekin usko alag rakte hai ah. right so actually as, both mutual funds are also pooled investments, as you said. Hmm. You know, if you bought, if you wanted to buy one share of Apple, how much mm. is it these days? Yeah. Most people can't buy it. No. So this concept of mutual funds started many years ago hmm. where it allowed the public to get into the market. What okay. they did is there's a manager who decides, okay, I'm going to go after equities. Or hmm. I'm going to go after dividend companies. And he collects a whole bunch of them hmm. and he trades on a daily basis. And then... There's a value to that uh, fund. One unit of it is say ten dollars to begin right. with. Everyone starts off like that. So now you have a hundred bucks to save. You can actually buy ten different funds or four different funds, you know, and buy you know two point five units of each. So you're allowed to invest uh, even Inst- with less money. Right. Okay. Yeah. So instead
0: of buying one Apple share for one hundred and sixty five dollars, मैं uh, कीमत देख
2: So you can actually yeah. get, uh, you know, if you only bought one Apple share yeah. and it fell. Yeah. To, But if you if you had $165 to put in and you bought Apple and you bought, um, you know, Google and you bought somebody else and if Apple fell, maybe Google is up. So your risk is spread. So that is what a mutual fund is. okay Now, mutual funds are basically uh, in the open market. Right. So you can buy and sell them. um, And it's. If you, if you make money, you make money. You lose money, you lose money. Right. It's based on how the market is going. Right. Now, segregated funds are different. First of all, uh, segregated funds are only issued by insurance companies. Okay. Right. Banks can't work with segregated funds. Okay. So it's actually an insurance product. Mm-hmm. It is similar to a mutual fund. What, what the insurance companies do, they, they choose a bunch of funds, mm-hmm. mutual funds, and every insurance company has its own. Okay. Either they choose an index or they choose particular company's funds mm-hmm. and then they offer it to their clients. So what happens is you are actually reflecting. So say I say I took um, a Fidelity fund hmm. in a segregated hmm. contract. Mm-hmm. It's actually an insurance contract, ah. but it reflects the mutual fund identical. So if it goes up 5 percent, right. my money goes up 5 percent. If it goes down 5 percent, my money goes down 5 percent. So every segregated fund has an underlying mutual fund, okay, which it reflects. Okay. So why would we do such a thing? Why is it only insurance companies are allowed this? Remember that insurance companies are the only place where life insurance is tax-free. That's right. The benefits of an insurance policy are always tax-free. That's right. Across the board, right. whether it's life insurance, disability insurance, everything, right? You pay for it with after-tax dollars, mm-hmm. but the benefit comes to you for free. You don't get taxed on it. Right. So what the segregated funds really is, is reflecting a set of mutual funds. Now mutual funds, of course, the variety is huge. You have more than 6,000 mutual funds, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas segregated funds, um, so the difference, one of the differences is that you have a limited selection, Mm -hmm. even though each insurance company, so if you go to Canada Life, Mm. they have their own set of segregated funds. You go to Sun Life; they have their own set of segregated funds. Some could overlap, some could not. Some could be in-house only, mm-hmm. then that is managed by their own managers. Some could be global, managed by different other managers, right? But it's not the whole world open to you in segregated funds. However, having said that, each company does give you exposure to all different areas, like you know equities, fixed incomes, um, uh, geographical diversification. So funds in China or something like that. So, so global. Global, everything. They okay. give you a selection of everything. Hmm. But instead of having 10 of everything, you have one of everything. Right, right. right. So uh, that is one of the things. But in a mutual fund, there is no protection. In a segregated fund, the protection is that you your original money yes. is guaranteed. You can't lose it. You You can probably... So they have different varieties that you can buy. One is 75%. One is 100%. Okay. If you choose 100%, the fees are more. If you choose 75%, it's less. Right. But a mutual fund has no guarantees. Right. Right? Right. So what you're saying, when you're getting a segregated fund, you're saying, oh, my God, I've earned all my life, you know, here's my $100,000. Yes. If the market falls, there are some rules on how the protection is given to you. But, so say you pass away, right? And uh, your money... You put in 100, it became 90,000. Right. The insurance company will give you back 100, even though it actually lost money. In segregated funds. In segregated funds. Okay. So, uh, but in order to give you that, there is a cost. Yes. Right? That they're taking on. So they pass that cost on to you, and usually a segregated fund compared to its mutual fund twin sister Mm. is at least 1% higher in fees. Okay. Okay. Well, it makes sense because you know they've got to cover their yeah, no the, the guarantee you right. know you, there's a guarantee that's against right. loss. that's right. So whereas in a mutual fund if you died and your market was down, you get what the market rate was. So in the same situation, if I had bought a segregated fund and a mutual fund, each a hundred thousand dollars, right? yeah, and the market fell to ninety. Hmm. in my mutual fund, I'll get ninety, my estate will get ninety and in my segregated, I'll get the full hundred, right? So that is one advantage. The other other advantage to a segregated fund is that it bypasses probate. And mutual funds do not? No. Okay. Now, registered mutual funds, um, you know, have a named beneficiary, right? So you bypass probate. But in segregated funds, you can name a beneficiary in both registered and non-registered. It doesn't mean you don't pay taxes, Mm. but what it means is if there was a death for estate planning purposes, once you submit to the insurance company, this person passed away with the proper documentation, the entire money comes to you within a day, two days, Mm. three days, Mm. right? Mm. The money is in your bank account. The tax burden goes to the estate. Oh, I see. Uh, Right? The tax, of course, the government has to take. Yes, so, and, and the estate pays for it, but your beneficiary is not paying for it. Mm-hmm. The money's already gone to the beneficiary, and it's quick, and it's, and, and it's fast, mm. right? There's also a creditor protection for segregated funds. Mm-hmm. All insurance products generally, uh, especially if they have a designation, a beneficiary designation of a child or a, a spouse, mm. they have creditor protection. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Uh, so that uh, if the child is underage, no, if that's a benefit, it doesn't matter. Okay. The creditor protection essentially is that, you know, so say you racked up a debt ah. and you are, um, <clears throat> or, or you declare yourself insolvent, right. in bankruptcy. You know that all your assets can be clawed up by whoever you owe money, your creditors. Right. Yes. Whereas any funds inside a segregated fund mm. is creditor protected. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, uh, it is proven that you you know, actually deliberately did it to avoid creditors. Mm. But, you know, if you've been investing in segregated funds all your life or whatever, you know, you had a contract long before you became bankrupt, Mm. that is completely protected. Mm. So as long as the intention is clear, it is protected. Okay. so it's protected from liabilities as well. So if you have a liability, like, for example, why do people incorporate? Mm. So that whatever work they're doing, if they get sued for that, the corporation gets sued they don't come after your house, right, or your personal assets, right? That's why one incorporates. So segregated funds again, you are protecting yourself, um, um, you know, and your beneficiaries from any creditors or liabilities that you might incur. Uh, now the other thing is that mutual funds, no, you can't do that. No, mutual funds, you you make money, you take a lot. You you lose money, you lose it. And you can't, um, You in registered mutual funds, you can name a beneficiary, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which helps, but it's not an insurance contract. Mm. So it doesn't bypass probate. <laughs> probate in BC is 1.4%, right? Which is a lot of money. If, if, if someone is, uh, you know, uh, set 100. up in such a way. percent Yeah, 1.4%. So this goes back to the will, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I went, and you, we know that if you are someone who owns a corporation, yes, you should create two wills. Mm. Your primary will, mm-hmm. which takes care of all your assets, mm-hmm. and your secondary will, which takes care of your corporate assets. Mm-hmm. Because the corporation is a separate individual entity. It is. And it bypasses probate. Right. Right? right. So it is important to make sure that you basically have your own assets going through probate, and even there, whatever you can have a named beneficiary for, right. you basically name a beneficiary. right? Right. So it bypasses probate. Now, uh, in, 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 in terms of um, uh, segregated funds, these are the main benefits that you have. Now, what are the disadvantages? The main disadvantage of a segregated fund essentially is the fact that it is more expensive right? So in a mutual fund, there's something called an MER, mm. management expense ratio. You see all these ads on the radio and TV that say, oh, you know, your advisor's getting richer and you're getting poorer mm. <laughs> because of the fees. That's, mm. that's really not true. That's mm. just a way of putting it out there. What happens is every mutual fund has uh, an MER. Mm. It's called a management expense ratio. Mm. The fund itself could be worth Forty billion dollars, right? Now if you were someone who had forty billion dollars, don't you think you'd have an accountant, you'd have a lawyer, that's right. You'd have people doing stuff for you. So the same thing. The mutual fund also has all of those. Hmm. And also the fact that the manager is making these decisions on Hmm. what to buy, what to sell and everything. Hmm. So usually what happens is you have two classes of funds in Hmm. mutual funds. Well there are many, but the two main that sell is an F class fund and an A class fund. Right. A is where, um, so say the MER, management expense ratio, is 1.6 in an F class. Right. That is stripped of all fees. Oh, I see. Okay? In a mutual fund, it's stripped of all fees. Mm. But obviously then um, your advisor or whoever is selling it to you will have their own fees. So it's mm-hmm. called fee-for-service. Mm-hmm. People can take up to 5% f- legally for okay. a fee-for-service. Okay. Uh, and there are those of us who don't take a fee for service. We get we sell the A-class funds where um, the MER, which I said was 1.6, becomes mm. 2.6. Mm. That extra percent goes to the dealer, mm. who's handling all of this, mm-hmm. right? And then your agent and the dealer have a split, okay, right? In segregated funds, so you have the MER plus you have that guaranteed fee, oh, okay, right? Uh, and again, you can go and you can have fee for service, right? But generally, anyone who's doing fee for service doesn't charge less than one percent. In yeah. fact, anyone I know is charging more than one percent. That's
0: true.
2: But for some people, it works out because if you can in mutual funds because it's bundled, you can't um, you can't claim it as an expense. Hmm. Whereas in an F class fund, you can claim it as an expense, hmm. right? So any money you spend, for example, let me equate it to a property. You buy a property, right? You rent it out. And you have to, every year, you have to, say, fix the property or there are expenses or you pay the taxes. Mm-hmm. Those are all expenses towards holding an investment. And you yes. can write it off against your tax. Right. So in the same way, you can write off the cost of holding, um, you know, that 1% in your, in your, um, income. In your okay. income tax, right? So from, from that perspective, you know both are the same, but people don't really know what is the difference between an F class and an A class. Now, uh, the, the next question I think you'll
0: have to answer after my short commercial break, but the question is, is there an age group that would benefit from either mutual funds or segregated funds? Okay, so shall we take a break and you think about it and you'll tell us?
2: Yes, absolutely. All right, is it, there a, is good, a, t-
0: is it a good question?
2: Yes, it's a fantastic question. It came, a, came a,
0: out of my own head. See, you're so smart. I knew it. That's why you're my friend. <laughs> 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 Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Spice Radio, Radio Room, Sundariya. Kapshakpa program hai. Anita Dalakoti aaj studios mein hai. Aur hum paisa kamane, and you can't do anything. So, you can't do Or you can't do anything. So, you can't do anything. So, you can't do So, you can't do 604 280 1200. Yeah, 604 299 8863. So, I have to say, is there an age when someone should be seriously thinking about mutual funds and or segregated funds?
2: Yes, there is. So for mutual funds, you know, most of the world isn't mutual funds. I mean, it's the first investment, I think. Young people, you know, yes. they've just started working and they want to save, they want to grow their money, they get into mutual funds because it is the first step, hmm. right, uh, to, to starting a savings plan. Now, segregated funds, on the other hand, would be ideal uh, for its estate planning benefits. Ah, So for estate planning benefits, is someone who's older, hmm. Who's thinking about how do I make sure that my beneficiary gets the bulk of it? Mm. Because, Hamara, you know, death can come to anyone anytime. True. And you don't really know, it happens suddenly. So, but if you are at that age where, you know, you're retired now, you've spent, you, you can't earn any more money, or you don't want to, you're retired. Mm. And uh, you a lot of the money you're not going to use during your own lifetime and you have excess money and you want to invest it and you like the way mutual funds work, right? But the problem here is if if something happens and the market crashes, like it did, look at these last two, three years. Market crashed, inflation went skyrocketing, Mm -hmm. interest rates went skyrocketing. You know how many people have lost investment properties or even their homes, right? So if you're of that, you know, if you're thinking about that, then segregated funds... Really is an ideal um, investment. Mm. So for older people, the other place uh, segregated funds are very useful is for businesses. You know, businesses may kuch ho You could you could lose your business because of whatever. You know, someone's suing you or the situation changing, and you end up with liability and creditors. Right. You know, so so you go bankrupt. Now which you've saved separately in Mm -hmm. a segregated fund will Mm -hmm. not be affected.
0: No, okay. So
2: those are the main, main uh, differences, right? That a segregated fund would be ideal uh, if someone's putting money in a business and you see what you're compromising in is 1%, right?
0: 1% is all you're compromising. Uh,
2: Well, yes, because of course, compounded, that means a lot. Yes. But at the same time, you know, That sense of uh, security of having, you know, not to worry about if some if the market falls, at least mine, if I hold my funds to maturity or if I happen to pass away, at least I won't lose any money. That's true, right. So the segregated funds, the other thing I didn't mention earlier was that, you know, you have a maturity guarantee and a death guarantee. Mm -hmm. So if you you can have 100, 100 where you say, I want to be 100 percent guaranteed like a GIC, you don't lose your money. Right. Yes. And
0: you get very little.
2: But you get very little interest. Yes. When the interest rates are down, you get very little interest. It doesn't even keep up with uh, inflation. Inflation. That's right. right. Whereas in a segregated fund, you could be making money, Mm. definitely keeping up with inflation Mm. and compromising that one percent. Okay. Right. And you can say, I don't want to lose anything. So Mm -hmm. if you take a hundred, hundred, hundred slash hundred means hundred percent maturity guarantee. Maturity is reached every 10 years. Right. Or you can take a death guarantee, which we don't know when it will happen. All right. Right. Now, say you bought today, 2023, you bought mutual funds and you invested one hundred thousand dollars in it. Right. Right. Now, 2024, interest rates come down, market goes up and, you know, your hundred thousand dollars becomes one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Now, remember, you have a reset that you can do. Because the mm, when you right, bought it yes. you only put a hundred thousand. That's right. So your maturity, say it was seventy five percent, would be seventy five thousand mm. and your death would be hundred thousand. Mm. Or you can take hundred, hundred, which you, both are hundred percent guaranteed. Now it's become hundred and thirty. Mm. Now you have the ability to reset and lock in this gain. And now oh. you have a new maturity. Mm. So from ten years from now. So say this happened within a year. That's right. So now you've extended your maturity to another ten years and death of course any time. But now if you happen to pass away and you got your 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 value had fallen to $90,000 right you will not get 100 that you put in yeah
0: you will get the 130. 130
2: which is the reset so there are different companies offering different things you know before 2008 this was very very uh, popular mm-hmm. and then all the companies had to pay up all the insurance companies because they had maturity guarantees, they had death guarantees, oh, okay. and you know the market lost 50% of its value. So people who were maturing on that particular year uh, basically um, could get all their money back. Yes. Who paid for that money? Yeah, the insurance company. The insurance company did. Yeah. So what happened subsequent to that is we had these different GMWB products and everything. They, they all scaled back. Yeah. So those who have, like I have, I think, 10 clients who have these old ones. Old ones, okay. And, you know, Sun Life would love to see us close them down because they've got a 5% guarantee on yes. in growth right. which is a lot yes and they've got 100 100 maturity and um death wow. benefits <laughs> so so
0: they are laughing all the way to the bank yes
2: so subsequently from 2008 onwards every all the insurance companies started reducing the the amounts and uh you know the benefits from a segregated fund but the ones the benefits that i mentioned to you you know about estate um bypassing probate about uh, creditor stays. liability that all still stays and also you know a lot of people who Uh, are GIC investors who have a low risk tolerance. Right. They can invest in segregated funds. So you might be young, but you might be one of those people who says, I want a 100% guarantee. Yeah. I'm not going to waste my money. I'd rather keep it under my mattress. Right? Than actually have to lose it. I know some
0: people like that.
2: Yeah. And also, or they are only in GICs. Right. So people who are in GICs Mm. and don't want to move to mutual funds because they don't want to take the risk. They don't want to have, see the news and have a heart failure. Yeah. For those people, segregated funds are great. It could be older people or it could be young people. So those of
0: you who think that GICs are absolutely your way of investing money or saving money, this tool benefits you. Yes. So give us a call and find out more about it from Anita. Anita, if people don't want to call because it's such a beautiful day and they are at the beach listening to us, And while they will be talking, we'll all find out that they're sitting at the beach sipping margaritas.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, actually, I did get a call. I mean, I I spoke to someone who says I never call in. Yes. But I'm always listening to you. That's right. So can you give us uh, your telephone number so that
0: they can directly call you after the show? Absolutely. The number is? 778. 778. 998. 998. 8324. 8324. Now that I've given your telephone number out, we've got a caller on line four. Hi there, line four, how are you doing? Good, and how about you? We are doing really well, now that you've called.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I am a client of Anita, and I want to ask, segregated funds means they are going to be locked in? That's my first question, and second is, can we move from the mutual to the segregated? Yes, you can move from mutual to segregated funds anytime. Uh, There's always the cost of coming in and going out. Uh, You want to move out of the mutual when you're making money, not when you're losing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the first one, segregated doesn't mean that you can't take it out. It's pretty much the same as a mutual fund. Uh, But, um, you know, again, if you're going to move out of a mutual fund, you should have a good reason, unless it is only your risk profile that you're worried about. Um, And remember in order to move out to a segregated fund, you are going to be paying uh, at least 1% extra in fees. 1% off? or Whatever your investment is, right? Whatever the asset under management is. So the MERs of a segregated fund are about Mm -hmm. 1% higher. That 1% is there to give you that guarantee. They charge you a a fee to give you that peace of mind. Okay,
3: so the 1% goes to whom?
2: it goes same same to the to the insurance company okay mm-hmm. the advisor gets the same yeah. money whether it's a mutual fund or a, a, a segregated, segregated fund funds, yeah. so there, I, there there is no reason for an advisor to promote any one of them right okay all right thank you thank so you. much yeah. have a great day
0: uh, if, if you have another question give us a call uh, otherwise we're going to take a short commercial break and come back and when we come back, Anita, what do you want to concentrate on? Yeah, no, uh, we'll talk about a little bit about the wills. Yes, if people want to ask some questions on those. Absolutely. That'll be great. Spice Radio or Radio Rim Jim Sundari, your program is in Anita Dallakudi studios. Mein hai. And before we talk about uh, wills, etc., ki we've got a caller on line 4. Line 4, thank you for calling. Go ahead.
3: Namaste, Namaste,
0: Namaste, Ji. Namaste.
3: Can I have a question for Anita uh, Ji? Yes, please. <clears throat> uh, when Sun Life went public, yes. they gave shares to the people who owned uh, stocks of, uh, some shares in uh, yes. Sun Life. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> now, those shares have appreciated quite a bit, okay? Yes. Now, as we grow old, and if we want to move those funds into TFSA account in yes. kind, can we do that? And what is the repercussion on that?
2: There are actually no repercussions. I think Sun Life has a, a separate company that handles these shares. These shares were given out uh, when it demutualized, right? Yes. And so you need to get in touch with the company. It used to be CIBC Mellon, but I think it's somebody else now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to get in touch with that company and say, you know, you have to have a, a, a TFSA account, uh, which is which holds stocks. So if you are banking with CIBC, you open a Wood Gundy account. If you're banking with TD, you open the TD investment account, HSBC, HSBC online investment account. And then you just do a transfer. You get to that institution. Either you handle it yourself or you go to a banker and say, hey, this is what I want to do. Then they will send the appropriate paperwork uh, to the current holders of the uh, uh, share certificates and they'll get transferred to your TFSA.
3: But what happens to the difference between the share price? Say, I was given the shares as 12 or $13 at that time, and now it's quite gone no, up, well, right? So,
2: so, so what happens is the TFSA is after-tax money. So either you will liquidate those shares and take that money and rebuy shares at the market value, current market
3: value. Oh, So right? I have to redeem the shares
2: then? You don't necessarily have to redeem the shares. That's why I said go to your banker and create a TFSA account and have them have the... Funds transferred over, but your market value is so. So what happens is that say say the shares are worth a hundred thousand uh. dollars. Your ACB for your TFSA is hundred thousand. You don't, you know, you still have to pay the taxes on what you've done. It's a deemed disposition. Whenever you move from a, a non-registered asset to a registered asset, it is considered a deemed disposition you don't necessarily have to sell the shares, but you will have to pay the taxes.
3: I don't have to sell share the shares, you said?
2: You don't necessarily sell the shares, yeah. but the taxes that have accrued will have to be paid.
3: Yeah, oh, I see, okay. I got you. Yeah, so it's called a deemed
2: disposition.
3: And <clears throat> the investor-run people, they can do that for you?
2: Uh, so, yes, yes, and I can do it, anybody can do it. Oh, okay. I mean, but if you're going to sell the shares and you want to buy the shares again, that's a different situation. Again, you will pay your taxes, but if you don't want to sell the shares, which is too much of a hassle, you yeah. just want to transfer it into your TFSA. Uh, so <clears throat> anyone who does um, securities, for yeah. example, I don't, I'm not licensed for securities, but every no, bank. There
3: are licensed people, if I go to a Yes, if you go uh, to a banker. Well, uh, if I'm doing with BMO Bank of Montreal yes, my inventory yes. line account. Yes. They would do it for me,
2: right? Absolutely. But please remember that you will pay the taxes. You will get a tax slip, and you will yes. have to pay the taxes.
3: Okay, great. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay,
2: Thank you, caller.
0: 604 280 That was a good question.
2: Yes, uh, because whenever you move from a non-registered asset mm. to a registered asset, hmm there is a deemed disposition. Right. It's like, you know, I have my house, uh, investment property, and I want to give it to my daughter as a mm. gift. Mm. Government says, sure, you can gift it. No mm. problems. Daughter won't have to pay anything. Mm. But you have to pay taxes on the market value of that house. Right. Right? Right. So if I bought a house for 100000 and its market value was 200000 my gift, even though it goes to my daughter tax-free, right. I have to pay the taxes incurred. Okay, so $50,000 because it's capital gains will come into my income as a capital gains uh, as a yeah taxable capital gains, right? right What so, next so uh, wills wills wills
0: wills and I was gonna ask you uh, Usually people think ke, ab hum ho hain, marne wale hain, Let's just make a will so that nobody has to go through uh, Rigor more of is the right age of getting a will made?
2: well Everyone should have a will people younger people say my a bank me put the in Yeah, we Yeah, well if you have a child yes, you must have a will oh, okay if you don't have a child and <laughs> yeah uh, don't have a will but remember life is becoming quite complicated these days for yeah. example the reason let's let's take a step back the reason you have to have a will for a child is because even if you're living in a house where you have you know your parents and you know you they're staying in the same house as you if you were to pass away both husband and wife were to pass away that minor child becomes the ward of the state without the will that's right so when you become a ward of the state, many things happen. The kid is immediately removed from those premises, even though, you know, there is a, a, there is a person there, the grandparents are there. Hmm. So you must have a will that says what you want done hmm. in the event of a death, right, for a minor child. That is very, very important. Okay. Uh, now there are other some reasons why people now are having wills as well is because, you know, people are very much into social media. Yes. They have all these accounts, Facebook account, this account, that account. And a lot of people want to close those accounts. Hmm. Uh, Not when they're alive, of course, but they don't want a dead Anita Dalakoti on Facebook, right? So they actually give instructions in a will regarding all the social media accounts. I did not know that. I should have done that in my will. I think it is done. Oh, okay. All right, thank you ma'am. <laughs> not that I make your will, but yes, <laughs> I think it could be that. We, yes. we, it's a good thing one should look at it. Look yes. at that because you should give access to that either to someone. Yes. Like, you know, it's it's an asset. People, you know, people have their whole lives on Facebook. That's right. It's ridiculous, but people do. You know, have their whole lives on Facebook and social media and this and that, and that really is an asset. It may not have value. Who knows if I was, I don't know, the queen of England and I had a social media (laughs) page and I gave it to someone, it might have some value. Oh, for sure. I think um, social media is not just Facebook.
0: It is not just Twitter. It is not just uh, Instagram. Instagram. It's YouTube as well. Everything you put up. So YouTube has and so does some of the Instagram and TikTok um, generates
2: funds for people who own them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what I'm trying to say is that you, you might want to consider that, right? Um, if you really don't give a hoot about what happens to all of that, so be it. don't have a will. And of course, people who are older, um, you know, everyone should have a will because no matter what, there is, <clears throat> as soon as the death certificate is produced, your bank accounts are locked. You know that.
0: Oh, I did not know that, that the minute it is produced, the banks are Well, the thing frozen. is,
2: of course, if nobody tells the bank, but then it becomes illegal huh. for anyone to operate it right. without informing. So, I mean, people do all sorts of things. You want to be legal, you you need to understand that no transactions can go back and forth from a bank. Um, until, after your death. Yes, after your death. And uh, what happens is that... Um, People might say, oh, I have a joint account. That's fine. You have a joint account and, you know, then it can be handled. But if you don't have a joint account, then all transactions end. Suddenly your uh, property, so say uh, automatic payments for your mortgage are coming out of your bank account and you didn't have a will. Obviously, it may not come out because the source from where the money is coming may be dead. And so what happens? Now your house goes into foreclosure because, and nobody will even know. No. There are so many little things, our us, bill, this bill, that bill, everything goes, you know, stops if you yeah. are one of those people who actually pays your bill every month. Yeah. And there's no automatic withdrawal. Yeah. So it's important that everything is sort of, you know, someone is there to handle it. And if you don't designate somebody, then there's a problem. Because in order to take care of it, the courts will have to designate somebody then. Oh, and you don't want that. You don't want that because there's an extra cost. That's there's a right. cost to do that as well, right? So...
0: So on that note, I think people should um, write down their telephone number, and if they have any questions. Not for
2: wills, though. Not for you wills. need to go to a lawyer for that. Yeah, but you know,
0: questions or a notary pub? Yeah, Absolutely. Questions about you know, well, uh, this this thing that you just mentioned that the minute you die, you know, your your accounts are locked. I didn't know that. I knew. Well, they get to. I, I, sort, of, I sort of knew that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then, you know, all the pension money that comes
2: in. Yeah, and you see, because someone has to, there is always someone who's going to have to get take care of your affairs. Yeah. And that person is tremendously inconvenienced ah, if you haven't. Well, I'm already getting so hyper about it. <laughs> um,
0: if we were wanting to talk to you, Anita, can we give your telephone number out one more time? Absolutely. It's 778 uh, 778-
2: Yes, 778 eight, mm-hmm. nine, nine, 998
0: 8324 8324. Give a call if you have any questions. But in the meantime, um, we're going to end our program here with a note that look after yourself, hydrate yourself, and don't go out and stand in the sunshine, although it, it feels really good, but take care of your skin because skin cancer is going up. More and more, every day. With that, we come to the end of our show. We'll be here tomorrow. Dr. Mini Randhawa is going to be in the studios. Wow! So we're going to have a lot of fun tomorrow. Stay tuned for the Drive Home Grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio and your requests with Nutan on Radio Ramchip.